This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Couldn't. Now it's maybe you might. <laughs> EduTech Guys Radio. Radio.EduTechGuys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I am David Henderson. I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm Greg Moore. We actually got that one out nice and smooth that hey, time. We're, we're getting there. All right. We're getting there. Check this episodes. out. We've got a packed show for you listeners today. Um, we're going to be talking about TeacherCal, EduCal, and some of the other Google Classroom-based apps from EduSync. Uh, also, the DLPA annual contest called GIF It Up, GIF It Up. I don't know. how. how do you, Jife. Jife It, it up. up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The, we're also talking about... The, I thought it was pronounced Rob. <laughs> Rob. Yes, yes. The G, I, and F are all silent. Yes. <laughs> it's Rob. My name's Rob. It's spelled G-I-F. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, we're going to also be talking about the Jamf Nation user conference, JNOC. JNOC. Um, just a little bit. Uh, coming up next week. And then uh, we'll have a quick update on the Rave Panic Button app that they've rolled out in... Arkansas and other places. And uh, then we're going to spend the bulk of the show talking about Microsoft's latest product launch. So uh, folks out there, grab your favorite beverage and a snack and we're going to get rolling. I'm holding? excited. He's why excited. Are you, why are you holding your ears like that? I have a, I have on a different set of headphones today. And he can't I, hear I, anything. I hear you oh, you hear? I hear. I it sounds like you're 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 ta 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 that's a, that's a Halloween show. We need to have, have the Halloween show. <laughs> the Who? We no, can no. have the Who. You think they, they'd come on the show? I don't think so. Who? I don't think so. Maybe Doctor Who. Dead, aren't they? <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. And if you're uh, listening, watching us, watching the if Periscope. You're watching, if you're listening with your eyes, yes. on Periscope, uh, EduTech guys, um, be sure to uh, jump over to Periscope. Check us out, EduTech guys. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. You can hop over to edutechguys.com and 
<laughs> scroll to the bottom there, fill out the form, let us know uh, what you want to hear, what you want to say, whatever, anything. All those things. You can tweet to us. We'll be following the Twitter, as Jeff likes you're to say. My, you're I doing am doing your shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking over the show. Oh, man. no. <laughs> Can't be doing stick. none of this. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now then. All right, now that Jeff's gone, here's what we're really going to do <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, thanks, that worked. <laughs> uh, anyway, on Twitter, at EduTechGuys. Yeah, and at the Periscope, give me some hearts. hearts. Show, me, show me the love. I'm up. Uh, so someone's going to ask you guys when I got here, and I forgot what it was. You stood up, and it changed your perspective, I can no and longer. it left your, left your head. It changed it my went perspective. Away. <laughs> my perspective. My perspiration. It yes. stood up, and it fell out of your brain. Yep. Oh, what? So, yeah, happens, hey, don't forget to, me all the time. to go to www.edutechguys.com. Go to the bottom of the page. You'll see a place to make a comment. Let us know what you think of the show, any topics you'd like us to cover. Um, next week, we will be at JNUC, the yeah, Jamf Nation J-Nuck. Users Conference in Minneapolis. Coming to you live from the ninth floor. Hopefully, if there's room up there for us, we'll find a place. If not, uh, we're coming to you live from the. Is it? How do you say that? That theater name? The Guthrie, Guthrie? Theater. Guthrie Theater the in Minneapolis. Guthrie Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, yeah. uh, be sure to show, tune in. We'll have lots of folks coming by. Um, if you're listening to the show today, we're not this crazy usually. Um, yeah, we are. So, um, <laughs> but we'll be talking all about uh, the JNUC and Jamf and all the good stuff that they do, and. Um, It'll be pretty cool. So we want to drop by. We'll have lots of folks that are dropping by. There is a mini event. If you'll check out the website, go to the mini event section for that. You'll see we have a mini event there. You can go ahead and check and say, hey, I'm going to be there. And it just makes us more excited that there's more names down there that are going to show up and maybe talk Plus, to us about Plus, we can stalk you all over the Internet and actually ask you questions about your personal <laughs> life. Oh, you know? no, I mean your, uh, your professional life. That's right. That's, That's right. Greg. He does all that stuff. I don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, you- next week at, at Jamf Conference in Minneapolis, we'll be there all week. And uh, we'll be actually periscoping everything we do. Greg and I decided. We didn't tell David that yet, but now he knows. Um, <laughs> we're going to periscope. Not, not, not everything. Well, <laughs> almost everything. So yeah, no, <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see David eat. It's terrible. Oh, <laughs> oh, Bazinga. Bazinga. Ouch. So, yeah, let's jump into this bad boy. So what do you think about So. Uh, let's save EduSync and EduCal for the last. That'll be our okay. Google. That, that's our Google tip for the day because it actually is a piece week. of Google. It uses Google Cal and Google Classroom. Piece of Google. So, but we can uh, jump into the DPLA GIF it up. That's David's deal, so I'm going to turn it over to David. Yeah, actually, um, that was uh, submitted to us from one of our listeners, Mark Aubrey. You can follow him. You can stalk him online <laughs> on Twitter at MD Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-Y. And... Uh, he uh, tweeted this out to us and said uh, that uh, he thought we might be interested in checking it out. Uh, and so it is at dp.la, uh, and they have a, an annual contest called Gif It Up. And the premise is that you go out and you find public domain images, and then you create animated GIFs out of the static image. And then there's a big contest. and. I don't remember what you win, if you win, but, you know. The, the best GIF on the internet. The, the, you get the little badge that you can put on your GIF. Yes, if it's, it has to be animated. It's got to be sparkling. That's right, sparkling <laughs> and what have you. Um, so we're going to, uh, I'll tweet out the direct link to the uh, DLPA contest. And uh, actually, Mark created one from an old photo uh, of uh Probably, it's probably circa 18-something, 1800-something, uh, so a guy sliding into a base. And so he oh, animated so. it to where the guy actually 
well, not only slides into the base, but then slides completely off the, <laughs> the image. Into the so distance. <laughs> into the distance. <laughs> he had some. He had, he had quite a bit of quite a bit of momentum <laughs> sliding into the base. But, uh, uh, yeah. So you want to check that out? The the DPLA. I think I got the letters backwards a minute ago. DPLA. Uh, and and what does DPLA stand for? I, or did I, I know. Miss it? I know the answer to this. And ah, no, ah. You, you didn't miss it. I, I did not say what it was. And ah, because I, he was trying to avoid d- now I can't displaying his ignorance on air, and <laughs> I, I pointed it out. As they often do. Darn it. The Digital Public Library of America. Ah, the Digital Public Library of America. Ah, DPLA. The old Dupla. The Gif It Up. It's, oh, uh, and, and that actually, the contest actually starts next week. It starts October 12th, runs through November 21st. So lots of time to download some images and and. Make find them a, animated. Find a pirated version of Photoshop. I mean, a uh, get a, a legitimate copy of Photoshop. So I'd like to throw out while they're talking about that. Um, there is up. a great <coughs> app that uh, Greg and I both use. Uh, it's called uh, It's called uh, Work. What's the one that makes? I just it, I, it just vanit. Uh, give me workflow, some kind. Con- sorry. Give me ah oh, yes. Workflow is a great little app for the iPad that lets you create workflows. Uh, no. Yeah. One of my favorite ones, the actual, the actual tutorial is creating a, uh, a An animated GIF. GIF. Yeah. yeah. So an animated GIF. So if you want to take a look at that app, I highly recommend it. The oh, things yeah. that it does, wow. It's, yeah. It does lots of stuff. But you could do your first animated GIF right there and uh, start taking a look at you know, making some GIFs animated. Yep. With Workflow. Great app. Yeah. It's, all, it's awesome. all automated. It makes little automated widgets. It's kind of like Automator on OS X if you've ever played with that. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, so I think that'll be cool. Appreciate uh, Mark for uh, shouting that out to us. Very cool. Um, what do you want to jump into next? Let, let's get Rave out of the way. Glow sticks everywhere. Oh, not not that Rave? Okay. What is he doing? It's crazy. You're not going to believe what's happening. Oh, no. You knew what that noise was if you've ever seen any we're going to have to okay. indoctrinate it's, you after the show. Today, I, I it's really so. funny. It's like we had a lot of caffeine before we came on the show today. But it has been a good day. The I don't Microsoft know what you're talking very about. Interesting, and something interesting happened at lunch is that Greg and I became pro-Microsoft, where David became anti-Microsoft. It was, it was it very was, odd. It was very odd. That's usually not how it plays out. But uh, so, hey, that's a great segue into Microsoft. Microsoft. We, we went from right. talking about the new rave stuff to yeah, Microsoft we just, we just without talking up. about the new rave stuff. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the new rave stuff. <laughs> right. We'll talk about the new rave stuff after the Microsoft. You can press and hold to prevent accidental activation <laughs> on the new rave app. It's pretty interesting. Rave just has okay. to do with people that are watching from in the state of Arkansas, listening from the state of Arkansas. Well, no, I'm, they actually sell the app. I mean, not sell the app. They, they sell the service. Are all across the country. Wow, that's very disheartening to know that other people would actually buy it. Oh. Yeah, I said that on the, the, views, the oh. views expressed on the show are not necessarily. That's right. They say that <laughs> the views. Oh, we do. We say the, the views are just my views. That's not the views of the state of Arkansas or my district. We just need to put that on a loop in the background at a very low level to the whole show. <laughs> and anytime we're not talking, it's we just press the button. Hey, hey, thanks okay. for listening. So, I'm kidding. No, I, just, I'm kidding. I, play, I played the intro again. <laughs> Nice. The outro. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so we'll get back to rave. Let's let's jump into the Microsoft stuff. Jump into Microsoft stuff. Where do we want to start? I don't know. We got a list there. So yeah, yesterday Microsoft had a hardware launch, which is really different from Microsoft. Microsoft doesn't do hardware launches most of the time. Most until, of the time. This just looked, past did, did you years. watch it? I did watch it. I, I looked at pictures of it in the live blog, and it There's looks a the, lot like an Apple hardware. It does launch. look like an it does look like an Apple launch. Um, 
you could tell it was really the first time they had done oh they, they have some problems it was, it was a little it was a little, a little uh, rough uh, it was a little rough uh, there were some you know canned aspects of it that were <laughs> very you know oh really very high school acting ish well you know so, microsoft yeah. they've not done a lot of those so this is new for them we'll forgive them and heck even even the quote unquote masters i mean what the last Apple Live event? No, that's it, true. It had some some yeah, elements where we were point. scratching our heads and going, "What were they thinking that's, there?" That's a good point. That's so good you know, point. doing stuff live is hard, as we know firsthand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can we yeah, can we cut them some zero slack. Zero room to talk about. Yes, exactly. We can cut them some slack. Yes, yes. We have zero room to talk about uh, professional quality on live. I got something in my hair. There you go. Piece of fuzz. All, all, everybody on the radio was really bothered by that. They were well, all going, you got was, something in your hair. It was a black piece of fuzz. It looked like, Dave probably thought it was That's a right. spider. To all of our listeners, and check he, your hair. He, David knows me. Had it been a spider, I would have trashed this whole <laughs> That would have been awesome on air. That would have. All right, so do you want to start with, well, do you want to start with software for the hardware launch? The Just the fact that they, they, they touted that Windows 10 has supposedly been uh, downloaded and installed on 110 million devices million. Just since it came out. So, really? I mean, that's, I, frankly, that's pretty impressive given, uh, you know, that the most of the buzz that you hear is anti-installing Windows 10, and, and yet they, you know, there's 100, supposedly 110 million people who took the leap of faith and said, let me jump in here. And I really think it's it's who you kind of hang out with, whether you're anti-Windows 10 or I've actually heard a lot of good things about Windows 10 from the from the people that I hang out with, well, you know, aside from the guys who are Linux, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, you know. The hood-wearing, chanting. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as the one Mac guy in my group of friends, so I'm equally, you know, yeah, I, I drink the Kool-Aid just as that's hard. That's right, so. that's right. Yours is, yours is white robe with yes. silver lining. Yes, that's it is very clean, pressed. Yes, it's got right. the creased lines. That's, you know. that, that's your Mac robe. <laughs> exactly. The eye robe. It's very hard to get those issued. You know, you got it. We won't even go into the whole ritual <laughs> involved there. No, let's not. So <laughs> skipping ahead, um, what else do you want to talk about? We've got, uh, let's talk about the band. I think I think Microsoft band, that's a pretty easy discussion. Nothing. Is it drums and bugles? It is. And ba, 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 <laughs> ba, ba. I think I think it's a great, uh, you know, they were into this. The band's been around for a while. You know, they've, they've been pushing it for some time. You know, it's. Yeah, I think it's technically the band. Is this band two? Band 34. Yeah, uh, this is, I think this is the second release I of the band. I think so. It's think, at the I very, it's at the very least the second release. I, I think it's called band two, I think. Band two. Um, yeah, I think it's it's neat. I did notice though in in that uh, it's it is uh, compatible across the board with iOS, Android, and uh, Lumia or whatever. The, uh, the, yeah, the Windows Phone. The Lumina, the Chevy Lumina. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was my bad. I tried pairing it with my car and it wouldn't do it. Hey, that's a nice Chevy Lumina phone you got. No. there. seats eight. <laughs> it's great gas mileage. The XL uh, must be the station wagon. Oh. <laughs> the <Illumina> station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> no, but they, uh, they did the uh, their, their band. They did the uh, the Lumia to phones. Uh, the phone. Uh, you know, that's that's what we were talking about feel, over lunch. Yeah, they're, they're 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 not the, the the seven Lumia phone users that they currently have. Ouch. That was me. But you know, people that use the phone probably love it, and now. It can be a computer on the road if you have 17 dongles and a box and a keyboard <laughs> and a mouse with you. You know, at that point, this was funny. Is like, well, don't worry about maybe taking a, a laptop on the road or even a Surface Book or Surface Pro. I'm just going to carry my phone 
and a keyboard and a mouse and, and this adapter, box to, and, and the, the cables and the ACMI cable and a power strip to plug it all in and plug right, and in. What the, are you, and what are you going to plug into? I, and I got to call wait, like I, a television. I, I, yeah, well, that's it. I got to call ahead to the the hotel. Does my TV have an ACMI port that's open? I can get to that I can plug into to right. run my phone as a computer. Yeah. At that point, it's might as well just go ahead and take a machine with you and right. get the phone. Yeah. Plus, you know, people, you know, I, we were talking about how some people say, "Oh no, you can't compare," you know. The uh, what, what were you saying that the uh, no I, I said it was I, I said so basically it's an Apple TV that you're tethered to right exactly because you can it's mirroring it to a to a television at that right. point but then, then the naysayers no you can't compare it because it's actually Windows it's real Windows as opposed to you know iOS and we were talking about how well it, it, yeah it's quote unquote real Windows but it's Windows on an ARM processor so like yeah. most of the apps that you run on Windows aren't going to run on the phone because even though it's the same version of Windows it's on an ARM processor the the applications have to be recompiled for a different processor and that that like I haven't gone real in depth looking at how many of those applications are out there, but I, I'm assuming it's not. Well, I, high. my understanding is that the demo they did, and I did not watch the demo of, of the phone. I just we uh, we had a hard time so, convincing I, I, ourselves I, I, that know, it was worth it. Anyway, anyway, so yes, and I don't even know what they call that box. I don't know what they call the the box. Oh yes, oh crud, I did I did know. You did know. I did. And now you don't. Now I can't remember what they call the it. box. Anyway, the box the box has a name. Odyssey George. or it's, it's a little box that connected colossal to or disaster or something. <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> disaster. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the 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 I have no idea where I was going. Crap. Well, that's okay. We'll jump ahead. Anyway, that train. So, yeah. I don't, yeah. So the phone. Yeah, yeah. It's a phone. Yeah. Uh, Hololens. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I do remember now, and it is important to me. So <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. No, but uh, supposedly the only thing, the only two things they showed with the phone tethered to the box, tethered to the TV, tethered to the power outlet, was uh, they showed multimedia, so you could watch videos and movies. Okay. And they had Office. Ah. Office. So that's what you're going to haul all <clears throat> this stuff so that you can use your phone to watch movies and do Office on well, TV. To the business people, office is important. So, I mean, if you're on the road, it you is, need but office. I mean, but again, you're hooking up a phone to a box to a TV to the uh, right. A lot, of, a lot of stuff to carry with. Just you. Let me bring my laptop or my or my whatever they're called. Surface Pro, iPad, yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Something. My, let, me, let me bring my laptop first device. Yes. <laughs> yes. The 2007 Dell Latitude. <laughs> I'm uh, Hololens. I don't oh. know anything about Hololens. All right, now Hololens. I did watch the demo for that. I would say, out of everything that Microsoft had to say yesterday, for me, HoloLens just, they could have started with that, dropped the mic, and walked off the stage <laughs> and said, we're done. David was impressed by the HoloLens. Uh, because it is, you're a gamer. It is because I'm a gamer. You're right. So HoloLens virtual reality is uh, very similar to other virtual reality VR, devices, yeah. right? You've seen Oculus Rift, and now Steam has a VR, and there's all kinds of other Google stuff. Cardboard. And yeah, to an extent. All yeah. right. So what with Microsoft's, they, uh, they actually have extended the VR into the real world. Right. Okay, so it's a blended environment. What so do they the call demo, it overlay VR or yes, something like the, that? Yes, they overlay the VR into the real world. So the demo that they showed, there's a guy on stage and he's got the equipment on and then there's another guy with a camera and he's able to, he is basically mirroring the screen of what the VR is going to look like. Right. So this guy is playing in this made up, this mock living room. Right. And 
it, it, there creatures come breaking out of the walls that are actually yeah, in the, the real room. walls. And and what what I thought was cool, and, and as they talked about it, the the creatures on the screen, they were they, he was being at the guy was being attacked by robots, these little creepy crawly, very similar to Bug the Matrix or whatever, type. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so but as they're coming out of the walls, uh, they use the environment to their advantage. So like it looked like they actually crawled down and across the couch, right? Or some of them actually hid behind the couch and came out from under the couch to attack them. I mean, it was phenomenal. But that isn't even the coolest part. The coolest part was that they can extend the VR into wearables. Right. So he had a stick in his hand or a, some kind of controller. Right. And when he held the controller up, the VR did an overlay. Did an overlay of his this hand, really yeah. cool weapon right. that he could then use his hand to fire and punch and. Oh my god! <laughs> We're living in the future. It is, it is very cool. I, I have to say. I don't know what you know. I don't know where the jetpack and flying car things went wrong. But aside <laughs> yes. from that, you know. Well, do they yeah. have a game where I'm in a subway with a subway in my hand and a drink in the other, and I'm virtually eating them? <laughs> I, it's it's coming very close, very close. In fact, I, I read a. Uh, a review of Steam VR the other day, and that is exactly what they were talking about. Really? Whatever, whatever the whatever demo they were playing, it was it was food. They were they were they had to reach out and grab. Somehow, food I and, think that must have a limited amount of uh, virtual interaction. Like, a lot of hands building, people. A lot of hands getting bitten. Oh, I do that anyway with sandwiches. I don't know what you're talking about. That's just that much more That's realism. Right. Like I said, you don't want to see David or Greggy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's so anyway, HoloLens VR. Yeah, uh, yeah. To me, uh, that's a that was ten out of ten out of ten. Yeah, and they started re- they started they releasing developer kits for that, um, which are currently going for about three thousand bucks a piece. So oh, probably well, not something all? probably not something your average Joe is going to develop Did you for say three three tray tray thousand dollars. But now seriously, and that's... still cheaper than a Surface Pro. Ouch. Oh, sorry. So you know what does VR give a student? Yes, tying back to the edu portion of the edutech guys. I mean, you know, I mean, All right, so, so here's... You can experience things virtually. Right. But right. you're not really experiencing them. Well, true, but by the same token, if I can virtually have a student... Uh, let's just start with something simple. Dissect a frog. Right. All right? Oh, yeah. Or bust open a cadaver, right? Get <laughs> 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 back to gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, maybe bust open is not the right... <laughs> I don't know the medical terminology. I'm pretty sure it's not bust open, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, kids, bust open that frog. Bust open that frog. But my thinking is along the lines of this. If you let the students participate virtually, let them make whatever mistakes they're going to make at that point, Running and the then walls you can and... you can. <laughs> I'm assuming they're sitting in still, right, but who knows? Up. Maybe they're running rampant while they're dismembering. All I can see cadavers. is a hot but, pocket commercial. That's all I can see. But but I mean, you know, that, those are the kinds of that. That's the way I see a lot of this this virtual lab type stuff. Is it's a way to experiment and get ex- some experience before actually putting your hands on and, and starting to cut open whatever. Right. For dead things thing for things that are that are dissecting that are intricate and three-dimensional and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely I could see that. Probably not within the next 10 years. And to jump into it before that time, probably, I mean, look probably at, not. Look at the mean, educational apps we've got on iPads, which just came, you know, right. they're still pretty lackluster right. in most regards. Well, right, and, and um, there's a company, um, the, uh, the folks, um, Daiquiri, uh, the folks at Daiquiri who, who have uh, a, an app called uh, 4D Elements, 
which you get these little cubes and you hold the cubes in front of the iPad camera or, or iPhone camera. Uh, and it turns the cube into a virtual, oh. say you're holding gold, then it right. turns oh, to wow. a virtual block of gold. All right, well, they've extended that, and now they actually have, um, I think it's called 4D anatomy or 4D human body, or I, I think it's 4D anatomy. Hmm. And it's the same principle. They have cards that you put down, and when it reads the card, you see this 3D Overlay. model of the human body. Right. And so you can manipulate that. Through, the, through right. the app. So I see the extension of that being along the lines of this HoloLens VR or some of the other uh, VR-related stuff in terms of, okay, so we take kind of those two worlds and bring them together so we're actually now I can manipulate. Right. Uh, you know, I, I can manipulate things. Boy, so that'll, have, that'll have some some interesting implications for keeping students on task in the classroom. Now we can't even look over their shoulders to see if they're surfing the web. It's just all yeah, in the glasses the over their it. eyes. You That's know, right. Dragging. That's right. That will be interesting should that day ever come. Okay, well, we beat around the bush long enough, so let's jump into the real meat of the subject. Uh, um, I didn't know bushes had meat. <laughs> trees have meat. <laughs> this is true. Surface Book and Surface Pro 4. <laughs> Davis just the things, the things you learn on EduTech. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just pretty. We're smart. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, uh, why did it, it, it got a lull there. Surface Book, Surface Pro 4. Yes. The Surface Book, right off the bat. Um... The hinge bothers me. The hinge but, bothers Jeff. Um, great specs. <laughs> you know, the, when I first tuned but in to first, the live First, let's log, talk about what it is, just in case people yeah. haven't had it. You know, well, let's just... get to the hinge. I'll just talk about okay. it. So the Surface, Surface Book, when I, when I logged into it, it is a laptop. It is a touchscreen device. Yes. But <clears throat> with a stylus and with a good stylus. Not from a bad what, stylus. From what we hear, yeah. From what we hear, it's a pretty decent, great it's stylus. Styling stylus. Styling stylus. Um, stylus. Interestingly enough, you know, it gets 12 hours. That's one thing they tout. It's the, it's faster than the MacBook Pro. Um, the it's got an i7. I think the biggest top line of it comes with 16 gigs of memory and a one terabyte, you know, solid state drive. Yep. Um, it's got uh, high-end graphics on the base right. and uh, lower-performing graphics on the touchscreen that is removable. Right. Um, Anything I'm leaving out? It's got uh, it's got a fingerprint scanner on the base. Actually, no. The uh, that's actually the Surface Pro Four. We thought it was the TouchBook, but I checked well, the touch on book that. Doesn't, it's just a surface. Okay, yeah, it's so. just the Surface Pro Four um, that it's, has the it's, touch. It's the somewhat lightweight. How, what's the what's the weight on that thing? The weight. Remember? Let's find out. But um, Let's see if I can find that. Weight. There it is. Three point three four pounds. That's, and that's with the keyboard with it. Exterior is what magnesium. Uh, I don't know if it's magnesium it it or it yeah, it is magnesium. I figured they would probably stick with that. Microsoft likes magnesium. Magnesium is an interesting material. Mm. Uh, we I had a, a an old tablet pre pre iPad tablet that we had at Hope Public Schools. At, I think one? it was a. It was a ViewSonic tablet, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it had a magnesium case. It's very odd. It's a very lightweight metal. Um, it, it almost feels like a plastic until you like tap on it, and it has a metal sound to it. It's it's an interesting material. Huh. Um, did I pretty much cover everything? It's got Windows 10 on it. <clears throat> Windows 10 Pro. Right. Uh, the battery life we want to delve into. Well, they 
They kept saying 12 hours, 12 hours, 12 hours. Well, right. come to find out, it is 12 hours, as long as you're attached to the, the keyboard base. base. Yeah, the keyboard base uh, has the batteries. The moment you take the, the, uh, the touchpad off of it, you get three hours. Right. So it's not a, a unit you're going to buy, and on the weekend when you're packing a small bag to go off for the weekend, you're going to throw just the tablet in your bag and think you're going to be hunky-dory. Right, got to keep the keyboard with you. Because I'm guessing if you want to charge it, you got to charge it into the base. So that would that would make sense. I, I don't think it comes that, with an external That one we charger. haven't verified yet. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. <clears throat> Um, also is the hinge, the snake hinge or whatever, snake-like hinge that they have. Right. It's a, multi, it's a multi-section hinge. It's almost kind of like kind of like a manila envelope that you mm-hmm. put in like a file cabinet or whatever. It's got those like, little ridges. <laughs> right. It's, that's what it reminds me. That's what it reminds me of. That way when you overstuff it, it you know, it's yes, actually got a bottom. Yes, it's exactly what it reminds funny, me of. That's funny. Yes. An expandable file. Yes, exactly. The expandable yeah. file hinge. Yes. And, but the thing is, whenever you close the, the uh Surface Book Pro, or the Surface Book, rather. Um, the, yeah, the hinge leaves a gap between the screen and the keyboard. And so our, our first thought is, of course, when you throw that in a bag, you're going to just, like, stress the hinge really bad if you've got anything else in the bag that pushes mm-hmm. against, the, against the machine. So that only time will tell whether or not that's an issue. Or well, and then, you know, the other side of that is, you know, how many times do we have little just little whatever's you know uh, you could have uh, whatever pens pencils right, exactly. whatever you know we're gonna end up sliding up in there or right. you know they kind of get jammed so the case lid sort of props open a little bit but then you right. throw something else on it and now you slam the case lid right. on the pencil on uh, you know on, on the flip side if you leave a pencil on the keyboard it might not be as bad as we have we have seen several machines with shattered screens in Hope Public Schools. <laughs> Somebody obviously left a pencil sitting on the keyboard and didn't realize it was there before they closed the lid. That, that'll do it. That'll get yeah. you every time anyway. So, so it's one of those things. It might be a big issue with reliability. It might be completely fine. Only time well, will tell. Uh, the, the other thing that I've read about the Surface Book and, and the, the, the hinge and, and the base and the screen is that in order to detach the screen from the base, there's a there's a, a, a button, button yes. and you have to hold the button for like two seconds or something before it finally says, okay, yes, you can detach. Right. So is it, so, is it a mechanical thing that has to disengage? It's a, it actually, look at, from what I've read or Or does it pop watched, open the USB attachment It's thing similar it to that. It, it's, both, it's both logical and physical. You can't remove the top screen from the base until you've detached. You physically can't remove the top screen from oh, the base. I could remove it. Well, okay. <laughs> Without excessive force, one cannot remove the, the tablet portion from the keyboard. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. So um, it is a kind of mechanical lock. I don't too. know if it's mechanical or if it's electromagnetic. I've heard conflicting things from different sources. Um, it's super secret Microsoft stuff. It's magic. It's it's a bit of tacky. It's a bit of, you know, sticky tack. Stick between the two. Ticky tack is the second grade teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then the reason, of course, you have to do that is because there is uh, the NVIDIA graphics chip, uh, which offers more powerful graphics, uh, is in the keyboard base. And so if you go yanking the secondary graphics card and the system was using it, I can only imagine that it's probably not pretty. It would not be happy. Yes. I'm sure it would Especially from what I've... Don't be yanking your... No, very bad. So it's, uh, from what I've read, uh, I thought maybe whenever they were demoing it that maybe the graphics... Uh, card was connected over the new USB-C with Thunderbolt 4 because the fourth generation of Thunderbolt, which is due to come out soon, um, supposedly now uh, Intel will be certifying external graphics cards uh, for use with Thunderbolt 4. Uh, Somebody (coughs) is doing that in Alienware. 
Yeah, but it's not it's not currently standardized. Yeah, no, it's there have been a whole. No. There's actually been a, a long history of external graphics cards, even back in the days whenever you remember those uh, express cards. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I do remember that. There was yeah. there were people that would get express card adapters that yes, would go from express card to like X4 PCI <laughs> and put giant enormous you know graphics cards sitting on their desk with an external power supply and everything yeah. so yeah this has a, a fairly long history of external removable graphics cards but we're finally getting to the point with Thunderbolt 4 where Intel will actually be certifying external graphics cards for use with Thunderbolt that'll be cool um, so yeah we will probably be su- seeing in the next couple of years actual like prepackaged. you don't have to run an ATX power supply with right, a dozen right, cables right. dangling all over your desk yeah. and that that has some some pretty serious benefits because then all of a sudden you can buy cheaper lightweight laptops in schools and that for that sort of for that matter um and for anything that needs higher end graphics horsepower like video editing or you know big high-end photoshop manipulation sure. or what have you uh, in a multimedia lab for instance you could have just the graphics card sitting on the table with like a power connector yeah. students bring in their one-to-one laptops hook up everything and all of a sudden you don't have to have a whole lab filled with other machines that had to be separately maintained and that sort of thing you yeah. can actually just have the students plug in instantly get more graphical power and just go to town that's very cool. So I was thinking that maybe the Surface Pro was taking advantage of this technology. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't appear that that's the case. It looks like it's something proprietary. Whenever you, whenever they take off the screen, the, the little connector between the screen and the keyboard actually looks like it might be a pin-for-pin PCI Express X8-like connector. Oh, oh. Um, or at the very least, a miniaturized version of sure. it. Um, it is reversible, so you can it actually you can flip the screen and connect it in either well, direction. Well, and I think that's a very good point in terms of that. That you know, a lot of times where you see these uh, laptops, convertibles, whatever right. you want to call them, the screen just folds back, and this is not that way. Right. The the Surface Book, you actually have to disengage the screen, yeah. turn it around, reconnect it, and then fold it closed, right. and then you can use you you could still have that keyboard base behind it. Right. Uh, but but you can't just you know flip it open. It's it's not going to do yoga. Right, exactly. You know? Although that that kind of setup has always kind of disturbed me because then you've got the keys sitting right against your yes. lap. I'm I'm always like concerned that I'd like scrape the keys off the bottom of the keyboard. <laughs> and, you know, so yeah, the fact that it flips over and then lays across the keyboard, I you know, it, it is a little bit more trouble because you have to go through the two second disconnect and flip it around and reconnect it and then lay it flat. But on the other hand, at least you don't have the keys just sitting up against your lap or whatever. Yeah. Right, and I, I don't know. I'm one. I'm I'm old school enough to be. I'm like, it's two seconds. Right, exactly. Yeah. Come on. I mean, you know, it's going seconds. to space. Really? We can you we know? can we can forget. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> have time for that. You know, <laughs> you, got, you got ones and zeros floating all around you. <laughs> through your Wi-Fi, and you can't wait two, two seconds, seconds to, to disconnect. Exactly. Disconnect your screen. Something interesting that's happened though. Uh, so. Uh, be musician also the uh we look for a notation all the time you know a new notation device or something you use for it well uh staff end is that the name of it staff end there's a company that made a beautiful notation uh software just for the surface and really? um it was one of those you know write a measure by hand and by the time you go to the next measure it's you know it right it, it interprets it, it interprets your hand pretty written. nice stuff and on their blog they were people were asking why didn't you do it for the ipad and they stated, well, it, the iPad did not have the input device yet for right, that. Right, didn't and, have a pencil. But So it's really funny. Uh, what I think will be interesting to see is, and I'm just throwing in an Apple thing here, is, you know, 
the people that have been writing strictly for Surface, and there are some folks that write stuff strictly for, for Surface for Windows, because yeah. it has for Windows because it has the a pencil, stylus. Right. Yeah. I think with the iPad Pro, we'll start to see some of that now go cross-platform there, right. and vice versa. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're so. getting to the point where Android, mm-hmm. iOS, OS ten. Windows, the, there's no longer a killer feature to any, you know, whenever the iPad first came out, there was like nothing else. It was the touch device, period. Whenever iOS came out, uh, before Android came onto the scene, it was the touch thing, you know. Now we're getting to the point where everybody's almost feature at feature parity. You know, they, they implement it in slightly different ways, and you might prefer one or the other. But at this point, we're getting down to the point where it's like, okay, you have the stylus, and I have a pencil. Oh, wow, what right. difference, it's you know? Still, you know. It's all coming down to the, to the implementation, the fine details, and what's, what works best for the way you use something, not necessarily what you need in order to make it work. Because we're getting to the point where it's just you can pick anything. Right. Um, one thing about the, uh, the stylus on the, uh, on the new Surface Book and Surface Pro 4 is it, uh, it does have more pressure sensitivity now on the Surface Pro 4. I think before it only had... Uh, was it 512, 512 levels of pressure sensitivity? Now we're up to 1,000 some odd. Um, and the it is confirmed that on the Surface Book, it does have a removable tip on the uh, on the the stylus, which is important for anybody who's ever used a, like a, a Wacom, which apparently is the correct pronunciation. I was told it's not Wacom. I've been pronouncing it Wacom all I, this time. I always thought it was Wacom too. Right, exactly. And I, I guess it's Wacom. Right. I've been calling it high advanced technology. <laughs> <laughs> Righty thing. <laughs> the righty thing. Uh, but yeah, anyone who's ever used one of those for a long period of time knows that if you use it for a fair amount of stuff, the, the nib wears down to sure. it's like nothing. Yeah. My, my mother is an artist, and she does a lot of digital artwork, and she chews through nibs like just nobody's business, you know? Um, so the fact that it has a replaceable nib is, yeah. is actually significant. I, what, well, what, can you get different types? Of yes, you can like also get different, different textures, and, mm-hmm. different, you know, and that's like also one's something else. And one softer. And right, that's also something else that's very handy. I, I've used uh, various Wacom's over the years, and uh, yeah, I, I would often swap out the, the the tip because I preferred a felt tip instead of the standard plastic tip. Sure. Um, and that's something that we don't we haven't heard one way or the other on the iPad Pro whether or not the tip is replaceable is it going to wear down right. is that something right. that, that we're going to have to worry about you know so that's that's something interesting to to see whenever the iPad Pro comes out here in another month or so um, and that's the and then the the battery life of the pen didn't they say that it was like a year, a year long or something? yeah 12 month battery life yeah, on the a year long battery is, um, I was reading something earlier today about the stylus and um, evidently, it's got a button on the side that if you if you are away from the surface of the surface, <laughs> the sur- <laughs> I just realized what that sounded like. The surface. If, surface. if you're nowhere near the actual surface, um, but if, if you've pulled away from it, you hit the button. It actually brings up Cortana, so oh. you can actually call up Cortana straight from the stylus as you're working on stuff. Which I huh. thought that was kind of an interesting. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what the application of that is, but I, but I thought it was a neat feature. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I do. Although I did hear that they used to have two buttons on the stylus on the previous versions of the uh, Surface, wow. so it's apparently been cut down. Although the second button was supposedly just the eraser function, and now it actually has a real eraser. So oh, well. they've shuffled stuff around on the sure. on the stylus. Um, what else do we have to talk it's kinda, about? It's kind of like those, like you've seen the uh, different uh, computer mice for gaming. 
Oh, that yeah. That have, like, With the 52 the, buttons. Yes, exactly. You know, I, you know, it's like, at some uh, point, somebody goes, I don't think we need this many buttons. Yeah, you know. yeah there was one that had, it was like, a, it looked like a number pad where your thumb was. Yes. And it was just like, <laughs> I would rest my hand on the mouse and engage 27 <laughs> yes. things that I did not intend. Exactly. All right, so. Um, well, let me, let's, uh, hey, I tell you what, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Uh, we're talking Microsoft and all their new hardware. It's com- coupled with their Windows 10 software, which is going to be busy. Uh, 110 million users. So uh, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Uh, take a listen to uh, one of our former musicians that's back. has a new couple of recordings coming out next week, so we thought we'd just prime the water while the guys and I take a look at some more stuff on the Surface Pro 4. Coming back with some things on some Kickstarter elements in STEM and EduCal. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com.
Hey, welcome back to EduTech, guys. Sorry about that little bit of silence at the first. I forgot to hit play. It was like three seconds. <laughs> it works better when you hit the play button. Well, you know. That's what they say. I hear that story all the time. <laughs> um, uh, we're back. We've been talking about Microsoft's new hardware that came out. We just started talking about the, the Surface Book. Um, I don't think we're fans because of the battery life would probably be the, in the hinge. Those mm. two things, you know. I'm not negative against it, but... Well, okay. And I then, mean, then of course, we forgot to mention price, which well, is that, the big one. That oh. is my... That's if, if there was anything that I'm anti-Surface Book... The price. Uh, it's right. price for me. I mean, I'd even take the hinge. Eh, but the price, to me, seems like it's a little out of whack. Now, other people are saying that... They think it hits it on the mark, but I think it's really de it's depends on whether or not you're thinking about this as a tablet or like you're thinking about it like a laptop. You know, being halfway between the two, some people approach it and go, "Man, that's real expensive for a tablet with a keyboard," and then other people go, "Man, that's pretty cheap for a laptop." You know, so it starts at fifteen hundred bucks, which is not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Not for a laptop nor for a tablet. So right. I, you know, kind of like. <laughs> Uh, it's not cheap either way. Right, exactly. Fact, yeah. Frankly, that's kind of Apple pricing. Is what Which is, is probably why they stacked it up against the MacBook in their in the, in uh, their, yeah. in the keynote. They were right. constantly comparing it against the MacBook because, of that course, it's sense. it's targeted as a as a premium device. You sure. Know? Yeah. Sure. I agree. And one thing about the the fact that it is a Microsoft owned piece of hardware is it it does take out of the equation the main thing that I think that we have complaints against PCs most of the time is the fact that whenever you get a new PC, it comes loaded down with all this bonus software, quote-unquote, right. that you spend two hours uninstalling as soon as you take the machine out of the box. Well, yeah, but you don't think Microsoft's going to do the same thing? No. They haven't with the Surface line. Um, that's been one of the main draws to the to the Microsoft okay. hardware is the fact that they don't have all this value-added, quote-unquote, sure. software to go with it. Well, and then the other, the other side of that, in, in addition to not having value-added software, the, the issue where if you have Microsoft designing the software that is going on Microsoft designed hardware. Right. You've just taken out all the third party OEMs. You're right, exactly. all the driver weirdness, exactly. all the so yeah, it's it's that's one of the reasons why I personally like Apple hardware because it's the software is designed to work with the hardware. So you can have a certain level of expectation where this ought to work and not do weird, crazy things whenever you tip it fifteen degrees sideways, you know. <laughs> so So yeah, we've we've completely so they also released the Surface Pro four. Right. Which its specs are pretty nice. I mean, you know, for a service. Yeah. It, and that's the one that, that that one actually starts at like eight ninety nine. Yep, Is that the 899. one? Yeah. yeah. And it's you know, it's got Windows ten on it also. Yep. Um it's just not as souped up as the the, the book. Right. It also uses the same stylus if I'm not mistaken, does it? I believe yeah. so. Uh, lots now, of that one is actually marketed as a tablet. Right. Yeah. right. A, that is a tablet with a keyboard right. versus a laptop you can take apart. Yeah, as, yeah. as I heard someone explain to me or mention or describe is th these being convertible devices where you can use it either way, some of them are tablet-first convertibles and some of them are laptop-first convertibles. The Surface Book is a laptop-first convertible. It intends to be a laptop that you can turn into a tablet, obviously, if you look at the battery life and all of a sudden you go from 12 to 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got the tablet-first convertibles, which are like a tablet with a nice keyboard that you can, you know, it's running a, a desktop or laptop operating system, running actual Windows 10. Um, so, yeah, the Surface Pro 4 is a tablet-first convertible. Gotcha. Okay. And yeah, it, it has this it has 
M M3 i5 or i7 processor. You can get memory anywhere from 4 to 16 gigs. It, it, it could be a, a decent laptop, you know, or convertible tablet, Convert whatever tablet. whatever term you wish to employ. Um, and it actually has a, a, a decent battery life that, <laughs> that it says it's got nine hours of video playback, and you don't have to worry about disconnecting the keyboard and suddenly going down to a third of that. Right, yes. <laughs> So cool. all right. Yeah, cool. that's 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 the Surface Pro 4. It's a much like this it's more of an an evolution of the Surface Pro 3. It's not quite as quote unquote revolutionary as the Surface Book. Everybody lost their minds with the Surface Book and then right. sort of just swept the Surface Pro under the carpet. It's like, "Oh sure. yeah, it's the Surface Pro 4." Yeah, it's just, you know, one of those. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> gotcha. All right, cool. Hey, I think it'll probably wrap up uh, our, Microsoft. our Microsoft segment of the year. <laughs> talk about Microsoft again. I can't believe you guys. No. <laughs> hey, there's some great stuff out there. One that we want to jump on real quick before we get off the air today is uh, edusync.com. Uh, take a look at them. They are edusync.com. Um, really neat company. Uh, I think I got in touch with them on Twitter. I think that's how they... They found me and I found them, and I have to tell you, I was quite impressed with uh, what they're offering because uh, they're tying into Google in a way that is pretty hardcore. So TeacherCal um, is their freebie. So what it does is it lets you, uh, lets you automatically organize your Google Drive. It creates docs right from your calendar. Uh, it has a Google Classroom share built into that creation so that when you create a doc from your calendar, you're sharing it. And they're constantly developing it so it's kind as of, they move forward. It's kind of like what we mentioned earlier with uh, uh, Workflow, where it's an automated way to, sure, you could do all this stuff separately, but you know you can start creating something from your calendar and it puts it on all these other Google services, right? Right, exactly. Okay. And uh, this is a, these, these are all teachers. Uh, this is designed by teachers. You know, for for teachers. teachers. Yeah, it's really hardcore. I think the one, the part that's really cool is, you know, since you can, you can actually create Google Docs right from your calendar, comes in real handy with Google Classroom. But what it does is it automatically organizes your content into folders in Google Drive as it's doing it. Oh, nice. So, you know, it's it's pretty it's much not just, building, the, it's doing the whole thing right, for you. Right, it's not you. just dumping it at the that's top right. layer, you know. And since it syncs with Google Calendar, you know, that's a really big big deal. Now, um, the other thing that they're doing that's really pretty cool is, is EddyCal. EddyCal, EddyCal, E-D-D-Y, Cal, C-A-L. EddyCal, I was uh, EddyCal, yeah. Um, it's, uh, what's cool is it's taking out the paper planner. It's building an iOS app, uh, web-based and mobile app. I think they're doing Android also, hmm. for students um, that ties to all their courses that they have in Google Classroom. Therefore, also populating and telling them, hey, don't forget, you've got a test tomorrow. Ah. You have a quiz due today. And it gives the parents the ability to also down the lap and see that, hey, David has a test tomorrow. Ah. And, yeah, so it's it's watching Google Classroom for parents and students and keeping them updated. That's the cool. company's actually offering a pilot right now for the 15-16 school year, which is now. They hope to release sometime in the next few weeks or months, right here you know, before Christmas in the fall. Is it going to be free or is it's it a free, pricing? It's a free pilot, and uh, I don't know about, you know, the, they, they're, they're they, they got to make money for their development. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, the, the teacher cal is, you know, out there. The teacher cal is a... Uh, is a freebie. That one's free. Free. Um, I believe, yeah, there it is. Talk about pre-ordering Eddie Cal for a discounted price for the 16-17 school year. Hmm. Um, if you go to their website, it's it's a nice, clean website with very easy-to-understand navigational stuff, and um, you can find everything you're looking for uh, right there. So uh, really take a 
take a good look at them. I think you'll think that's they're pretty cool. neat. That's cool. That, that's a that's a very cool find. That's neat. Uh, I'm just kind of poking through the, the site now and uh, checking out some of the screenshots and and the screenshots of the app itself. Of, of I, I mean, it's it looks like it's a very clean, straightforward. Here's what's due. Here's what's right, coming right. up. I no, mean, no 47 menus. No yeah, 16 yeah, layer no, deep I mean, configuration. That's, that's no. Very cool. Well, yeah. I like it. It says you know students sign in with Google and enter codes to follow their courses. Teachers plan on Teacher Cal, and all of their plans automatically populate to the students' Eddie Cal planners. Awesome. Yeah, that simple onboarding where you just have to enter a code, that's yeah. a super big plus because, yeah. man, some some educational applications don't take onboarding into account at all. It's like, oh, yeah, you upload, yeah. you get a CSV, you can <laughs> format it exactly this way, and if it's any, if there's, like, any extra columns or anything, right. you know, it, go, yes. it goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, onboarding's a big deal. Yeah. I oh, agree. Cool. And you're right, the graphics are real nice. You know, like yeah, you see where it, it says is. classes, it's just and, straightforward. There's no uh there's no screwing it up, right? right. So yeah. Oh, we can screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> we're talented like that. Are we? We are. We are. Uh, another one that we're looking at right now, um, is uh I lost the I lost my I lost my place. You done lost your tag. I, I found it. My STEM kits. Uh, you want to take a look at this one. They're doing uh, a um a fundraiser Kickstarter right now. In fact, I think that's right. Yeah, they're doing a Kickstarter. Um, they do three three D printing for K twelve education, and what they're doing is they're they're developing three D printable manipulators for K twelve STEM education, and then they're but the cool part is they've got that, but they're backing it with curriculum. <laughs> you know, they're going like, here's all these great manipulatives you can print with your three D printer, but now here's the curriculum to go along with it. Um, Pretty cool. They're doing a. They're raising a five thousand dollar goal. Um, it's got forty seven hours to go. They've got sixty three backers, and uh, they've got twenty seven hundred and forty one dollars. So if you're out there listening or follow us on Twitter, you know you might want to drop them a dollar or two. What they kind can, of what kind of manipulatives are there? I mean, the last time I used manipulatives, I was in kindergarten, so it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's cool. They got a pencil quadrant kit. They have a thing called hover puck. I don't know what that is. That's hover the, puck. They have, they have on their Kickstarter. You can see they have a so whole like, homeschool classroom kit, which yeah. is really nice. So it's like hands-on yeah, sort of. It's a pencil quadrant kit, hover puck, meter stick quadrant kit, measuring precision, chromosomes kit. Um, again, it includes the pencils, rubber bands, binder clips, and screws. The cool part is, you have 600 print credits for their online portal, so you can print. Ah. So you, you have you have them print it and it ships it to you. But okay. you can also purchase your own three D printer and, and print print their yeah. they're, they're making the, the plans available. They're making their plans of there's the kit library that they're showing all the cool kits you can download and print. For homeschooling, that's great. You know, I mean it's it looks like a very cost effective uh, way to get you know in the door with it. Yeah, if, yeah, depending on whether or not you already have a three D printer or not, those can get kind of pricey. Yeah, and I, yeah, and even I then that on their website, they uh, their website actually has a great list. If you'll go to my STEM kits, m y s t e m k i t s dot com, you'll also see that uh, what's really cool about it is they show all the printers that they are currently that they currently work with. They have a su supported printer list oh, that's nice. already there, and it looks like when it was populating a minute ago, it looks like most of the the ones that you see out there, you can buy from Amazon the, or places like that. Yeah, replicator. Or, and there's or, there's some great stuff on there. So uh, they didn't know we were talking about them today. I found them, and I thought it was pretty cool. That I knew they were raising money, and I always like to find people that are are reasonable. I mean, here's a company, mystemkits.com. I'm pretty sure it started by a teacher. Always hmm. is, you know. Usually, yeah. And they're raising five grand. Yeah, you know, five come grand on, to, to let's help them raise five grand. That's right, exactly to get some stuff out there for for especially for STEM. Hey, I'll tell you what we're going to do real quick. We're going to take another little break and uh, listen to our AES, AESA promo. David and I will be in uh, 
where is it? New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. North Dakota. We'll be in North New Orleans. <laughs> Not North Dakota. <laughs> we'll be in New Orleans in December at the AESA conference. I hope to see some of you there. But take a quick 30-second break, and let's hear some AESA good stuff. Join EduTech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with EduTech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. Hey, welcome back to RadioEduTechGuys.com. Com. Com. <laughs> Com. We're having a good time here. We've been talking. It's been a man. It's been a big wicked, day. Wicked awesome. But we've talked about a bunch of stuff today. Uh, mostly Microsoft. Mostly Microsoft. But by the same token, though, I mean it's been kind of a so just whirlwind. to wrap, wrap up the Microsoft. You know, again, coming back full circle to the edu portion of the EduTech guys. What do you think the educational impact of the Surface Book? and the uh, Surface Pro 4. Is this something that you would advise people going for? If so, in what area, you know, why it over, say, an iPad or a Chromebook or uh, an Android tablet for that matter? What do you guys think in that, in that area? What, what's the educational impact? Uh, my, my initial gut reaction is the same impact as, say, an iPad Pro. That is, it's gonna be- A limited uh, deployment? Sort well, of a targeted deployment for yes, these targeted, yeah. right? You know, certain certain subject areas, certain disciplines. Um, if you're already a Microsoft environment and, right. and you would love to stay that way, I think the new Pro Four and the new uh, Surface Book uh, right. are it could potentially be a way to go. Again, we're talking education, so cost could be an issue. Yeah, uh, you know. So, um, but uh, but I, you know, I, I see very similar. Um, applications in the classroom that you would find with really any of the other alternatives that are out there. Right. So, um, I just I, I think if you're a Microsoft shop and you want to stay in Microsoft shop, this gives you an easy path to maintain that. Right. That 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 is a good point. Um, yeah. The the fact that they 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 can be managed by Active Directory and that sort of thing. You don't have sure. to add any an MDM or you don't have to purchase licensing through Google Apps or that sort right. of thing. You exactly. don't even have to set up Google Apps if you've already got an Exchange server that sort of thing. Yeah. The 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 administrative overhead is lower. The, yeah. the getting in the door. Um, aside from that, yeah. There's the cost. I think one of the things that that potentially gives me hesitation is the fact that like a uh, an iPad deployment, we've only had one change out essentially of the support equipment related to the iPad so far over our deployment where they've only changed the port essentially from the 30 pin to the lightning sure. connector. So one thing we see a lot of is, okay, you've populated this cart and all of a sudden we swap out all of the iPads for a newer generation and oh, right. you know, for any th- for if for laptop carts for you know going to historically what we deployed in the past anytime you change out the laptops it's like okay they're a different size they don't fit in the cart anymore right, right. they don't they, the third party battery pack that we got to let make them last you know it doesn't connect to the new one sure. the, the the power connector doesn't it's not the same so the one thing that I kind of hesitate for is okay is Microsoft going to stay with like the same power connector is it going to be right. the same form factor right. is it going to be anything like this 
three years from now, whenever we have to buy some extras or even do a full refresh, you right. know, right. how how much consistency can we rely on? Because that's one thing that we've really come to to value with our with our iPad deployment is the sure. fact that it's consistent. Sure. Uh, that's a very valid point. Very good point. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, we have one last thing to talk about here in the state of Arkansas. We've started using the Rave uh, Panic button feature from a company. What's the name of the company? 911. Uh, it's a different name of the company. It does have a different name. But the Rave Panic button. Uh, <laughs> one of the problems we had here in the state was uh, people pushing the button. Accidentally. Yes. Well, we're on, on purpose, just like, hey, hey, it's a button that says, you know, active shooter. Uh, anyway, so you know, like, why would you push the button? This is active shooter. Maybe they thought it was a game. That's it. They thought, it was, hey, I'm the active oh, shooter. Oh, you know, no. Okay, well, I don't know. It's a game. Anyway, uh, so that was a big problem because uh, it, it immediately, the moment you pushed it, it would uh, dial 911 and wow. let them alert that yeah. there was an active yeah. shooter. So uh, now the company has put a press and hold uh, accidental activation piece in it. Mm-hmm. What's it to actually do? So uh, what happens now is when the user gets to that screen, and, and if you've not seen the screen, just a, a real quick there's, there, there are five buttons on the screen. One is for active shooter, one's for fire, one's called the police, one's for an ambulance, and I can't remember what the other one is. And uh, before, you just hit the button and, and as you said, it, just it dials. Now, you have to actually hold your finger for a second and a half, which is not uh, that long. Again, right. The whole two-second thing. Although, right. if there was somebody shooting at you, you might not <laughs> That's an awfully long time, yeah. yeah. Right, so anyway, you got to hold your finger on the button for two seconds. And then during that time, um, the screen kind of does a, a, a clockwise swipe. When the screen is grayed out, it plays, quote-unquote, a tone. We don't know what that tone is uh, at this point. Plays a tone, and then that confirms and sends off. seriously doubt it. If you're hiding from an active shooter, the right. last thing you want is your phone going, bing, your call to 911 has been confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. But anyway, um, so that and there were a couple of other minor updates and some things that folks are still working through. Eh, cool. It is what it is. Hey, remember, anytime you want to listen to us, you can head over to iTunes, go to the podcast section, look up EduTech Guys, and you'll find us there. All episodes are there through the old uh, iTunes podcast store. You can also listen to us online from our website, or you can go to uh, Mixler.com slash EduTechGuys, which is who we use to do this show each and every week, and uh, good times. i tell you what, uh, you can uh, catch us next week. Yeah. Uh, if you're live in Minneapolis, like you're listening to us now. Um, you can come by the Guthrie Theater. Catch hey, us up there. dead in Minneapolis. <laughs> so um, come by and check us out. Definitely listen to us. We'll be uh, coming to you hopefully from the ninth floor from the Amber Room, which is the big glass room With big on the top there. Um, we'll definitely be coming to you from Minneapolis. That's the truth. That's so going to be cool. It could be the bridge outside over the Mississippi, but we'll definitely hey, be coming we'll to you. We'll be coming to you live from JNUC. JNUC. So... Uh, if you don't know about Jamf Software, take a look at them. Jamf Software, J-A-M-F-S-O-F-T-W-A-R-E.com. I don't know why I spell everything out, just because I sometimes don't know how to spell myself. So <laughs> always t- testing myself. Hey, you've been listening to radio.edutechguys.com. <laughs> been a fun show. Uh, the guys love it when I just jump to a completely different area here. But uh, I'm trying to keep us on target. We're 1 minute and 38 seconds over our hour of the time limit. No good. Cut it off. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. And I'm David Henderson. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. 
But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But B don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.